Hello, I'm Natasha Mirosh and this is Extra Virgin Postcards, where we hear from people all over the world about what it's like to live where they do. They'll share with us the best places to eat, drink, what to do and what to see, as well as insider tips that only a local would know. So whether you're planning a trip or just armchair traveling, let this postcard take you away. Hi, my name is Louise Slythe and I'm a communications consultant and freelance writer. I live in the capital of the Republic of Ireland, Dublin, which sits on the East Coast. As some of you might have guessed from my accent, I was born in Scotland and I moved here seven years ago. As the capital, Dublin's a buzzing commercial centre. We've lots of large companies here like Amazon and Google, but it's also home to most of the government departments. Yet, despite being a big city with a really cosmopolitan vibe, it's a really friendly place. Ireland's famous worldwide for offering visitors a warm welcome, and I think it's a reputation that's really well deserved. Dublin's relatively flat, but surrounded by mountains on one side and the Irish Sea on the other. There's some gorgeous Victorian and Georgian buildings, but most of the residential homes are actually modern. The River Liffey cuts Dublin in half, and there's much debate as to whether the north side or the south side's better. I live on the south side, but I'm going to remain tactfully silent on that one. Unfortunately, our weather's not our strong point. We actually don't get that much rain, but you usually need a jacket. And on the rare, gloriously sunny days, all the outdoor eating spots are packed really quickly. We have lots of art galleries, and most of them are actually free to enter. My favourites are the National Gallery of Ireland and the Irish Museum of Modern Art. We also have the Little Museum of Dublin which despite its name has over 5,000 artefacts. Dublin has several theatres. They put on everything from comedy to drama to even things like river dance, which is famous around the world. As a city with a rich history, there's lots of options for visitors to enjoy. The Viking Museum, the Kilmainham Jail and Malahide Castle are all really popular. Or you could visit the famous Trinity College. It's also really easy to explore the coast outside Dublin on public transport but you don't have to leave the city to find some great green spaces. Right in the very city centre, you can find St Stephen's Green, Merrion Square and Ivy Gardens. Many office workers take their lunch there in the summer months or just go for a stroll. Myself, I often walk to Herbert Park. There's lots of places nearby to pick up a coffee or a snack, so it's always full of dog walkers and people with prams. We also have Phoenix Park, which is one of the largest urban parks in Europe. It's actually more than twice the size of Central Park. It's home to a large herd of wild deer, but I've never been lucky enough to see one in my seven years here in Dublin. Dublin has lots of shopping options. The two most famous streets are Grafton Street and Henry Street. Henry Street is home to a lot of the kind of more famous high street brands, like Mango and Zara, and Grafton Street is home to Brown Thomas, which is a really high-end department store full of luxury brands, like Gucci and Chanel. I live in Ranla, an area about 25 minutes walk from the city centre. It's a great place to live because it has its own high street, packed with cafes, restaurants and bars. You could almost eat in a different place every night. It's also a great spot because you can stroll on the canal to nearby Portobello and they have lots of nice bars and restaurants there too. On weekends, I'll often walk down to the beach at Sandymount. It's about three kilometres away and the fresh sea air is a great way to clear your head in the morning. I might pop into the city to visit a gallery, do some shopping or maybe meet a friend. But one of my very favourite things to do on the weekend is afternoon tea. And Dublin has some great offerings. 
The best, in my opinion, are the Shelburne, the Westbury and the Merion. There's something so decadent and elegant about savouring all those little sandwiches and cakes. And of course, the scones. Even though the food is tiny, I always leave full. It's also a great opportunity to get glammed up, as those venues are five-star hotels and people in Dublin definitely dress for the occasion. In the evenings, I'm generally out with my husband or with friends for dinner. I like to try new places, so I often follow the local foodie blogs to see what's trending. After living in the city for a long time, I definitely have my favourites. Before I moved here, I was keen to ensure that Dublin had a thriving dining scene, and I'm delighted to say that it does. Ireland might be famous for Guinness and Soda Bed, but trust me, the food scene here is sophisticated and constantly evolving. There's something for every palate and budget, from things like burritos to two-star Michelin restaurants. For a classy dinner in the city centre, I recommend Bang. They've got a great menu with everything from lamb to gnocchi and everything's always on point and the service is friendly and professional. Another great place in the city centre is Lennon's Yard. It's tucked into a little sweet courtyard just off St Stephen's Green and you could almost walk past it without noticing it if you didn't know it was there. There's a pub downstairs and a restaurant upstairs. It's one of my favourite go-to places in the city because it's a lovely venue The service is always outstanding and the food is wonderful. It's great for either a quiet lunch or a group get-together. I do like to support local businesses where I can and I'm also super lazy when I'm wearing heels. So I love visiting neighbourhood restaurants. My favourite of those in Manla is the Wild Goose Grill. It's a modern Irish bistro which has the perfect blend of luxury and homeliness. The team there are great and super friendly. They make elegance look effortless. They offer classical cooking based on seasonal Irish produce and you can always be assured of a really warm welcome. Another great spot in Ranlet is the Tap House. It's a bar that also serves food. Everything from chicken wings and burgers to amazing waffle fries which are seriously addictive. They have a rooftop terrace there and it gets rammed when the sun comes out. If you like steak, you'll love FX Buckley. I've been a regular visitor there since we moved here. This year it was voted the world's number six best steakhouse, confirming what I knew all along. The Buckley family have been serving Dublin for six generations, originally as butchers, but they now have several restaurants across the city. Although the menu focuses on steaks, they also have chicken, fish and vegetarian options, but I have to confess I can never look past a good fillet steak. For seafood, I recommend Seoul in the city centre. They have lobster to die for. If you're prepared to travel a little bit out of the city centre, the suburb of Hoth, which sits on Dublin Bay, is famous for its many seafood restaurants. Dublin caters well for vegetarians and vegans, as well as gluten-free. Glass in the city centre has vegetarian and plant-based cooking in a fine dining setting. They even have a selection of vegan cocktails, wines and beers. Manifesto and Rathmine offers gluten-free pizzas, and they take it really seriously because they actually cook their gluten-free dishes in a whole separate area. Dublin has a great brunch scene, whether you want to go healthy-ish or with a cocktail on the side. Popular choices here are Bolain, Dillinger's, Brother Hubbard and Angelina's. Angelina's is my favourite because it's got a lovely terrace overlooking the canal. It's gorgeous in the summer and then in the winter they bring out heat lamps and blankets so you don't have to get cold as you enjoy your avocado on toast. Dublin has more bars than I could mention. The Temple Bar area is of course really world famous and it's worth checking out but it's probably not my favourite area to drink in Dublin. Take a wander through the cobbled streets. People watching there is amazing though. The Palace Bar has a Victorian feel to it and according to my husband, pours a great pint of Guinness. 
but it's what I'd call an old man's drinking bar. I think you might know what I mean. For those seeking a bit more glamour, head to the Vintage Cocktail Club, which has a 1920s style speakeasy vibe. Another Dublin institution is Keogh's. In winter, people vibe for the cosy nooks there, and in summer they spill out into the street, and there's a real party atmosphere. For those seeking something more sophisticated though, head round the corner to Dawson Street where there's Cafe Insane, 37 Dawson Street or the Ivy. I also love Searson's Bar. It's a traditional Irish bar that's been on the scene for years and it does a great fish and chips. They've got a gorgeous little snug next to the bar but you have to get there early to bag it. It's worth heading out to the city to see some of our gorgeous Irish scenery. The Wicklow Mountains are beautiful all year round and the beaches around Wexford are definitely an ideal spot to get away from the crowds. Thanks for having me. I hope I've encouraged you to come and visit Dublin. You've been listening to Extra Virgin, a podcast for the Epicurious. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can follow Extra Virgin Food and Travel on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. If you haven't already, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe, rate and leave a review. And if you'd like to help support Extra Virgin and keep us ad-free, please consider buying us a virtual coffee on the website www.extravirginfoodandtravel.com.